How do you know what stuff you should do and when you should put the brakes on? Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we talk about life and leadership with teens and their parents. I'm Jenna. And I'm Rachel, and we are so glad to be with you today. How's your week going, Jenna? It's been good. It's just been very slow. Why is it going so slow? Um, because I'm out of school. Yay! Summer break! School's out for the summer. So Jenna gets one more day off. Today's her last day off. And then she heads off to camp. Uh, for training, staff training, and then she's going to be working there a few weeks, and she has volleyball camp, not camp, well, volleyball camp and volleyball practice, so all summer. Busy schedule this summer. Yes, and also she hopefully will be releasing her own volleyball website where she's going to do tips and tricks and products and all kinds of goodness, so if you're a volleyball fan, keep your eye out for Jenna's new website. So today I wanted to talk about trusting your gut or your instinct. I was thinking about this the last week or so. Sometimes things happen, uh, like you go to do something and you have this little feeling in you that maybe you shouldn't. You feel apprehension. And sometimes you go ahead and do it anyway and then it doesn't turn out very good. I've had this happen Quite a few times in my life and sometimes I listen to the instinct to my instinct and sometimes I don't and I just wanted to talk about this because it's not something that I don't think anybody ever talked about with me when I was a teenager and I feel like it's an important topic uh, something is it's just just now I'm becoming more and more aware of the need to like really slow down and listen to myself so especially at this point in your life Jenna when so much stuff is new how do you know what stuff you should do and when you should put the brakes on? I don't know. <laughs> right. So see, this is why you're in here with me. We're going to talk about it. So I just wanted to give a couple of real life examples from our lives. So maybe if you find yourself in a situation like this, you can put the brakes on and think for a second. One of them happened a few years ago. It's kind of a big one. Some of you know that we built a house about 10 years ago. And it was supposed to be our guest house, right? So we didn't mm -hmm. build it very big. <laughs> and we didn't have the strength and the stamina to build another house after that right then. So then we started adding more kids and we needed a bigger house. So we sold it. A sad day in the Murphy house. Uh, and then we spent a couple years in a rental and we had bought land to build again, but it just was not working out. So we decided we we're going to buy a house. And this was our first time ever buying a house. And that can be a whole experience of overwhelm looking at houses buying a house with five kids is a lot harder than buying one when you first get married i would assume i've never done that when i first got married but there's a lot more issues you have to juggle like how many bedrooms can we squeeze into can we get by without an office can we survive with a little yard if you know us that one was hard because the last place we lived in was a subdivision, and we kept thinking they were going to throw us out, didn't we, Jim? Yeah, <laughs> with our uh, sawmills and tractors parked up by the side of the road. They never even gave us a warning. We had, they loved us, I guess. I don't know. 
Anyway, so we started looking for a house and we found a house that we thought would be okay, but I wasn't really over the moon about it. Uh, we were feeling kind of desperate and I'm not sure why, because we hadn't really been looking for all that long. So we went ahead and signed a contract and like a day or so later, I was thinking we made a mistake. I just don't feel right about this. And old me would have probably just said, too bad, you have to live with it, toughen up, and not said a word. But I decided I didn't want to feel regret every time I looked at my house. I was okay with losing the deposit if I had to because I just didn't feel peace about it. So the sellers graciously let us out of the contract. It turned out for the better because about a week later, my father-in-law came to us and said he needed to downsize. And uh, my mother-in-law has had Alzheimer's for many years, and he'd been taking care of her all this time, and he was really uh, needing help. So we decided to try and find a place where they could live with us, too. So we wondered if we would be able to find anything. We were down to four kids because one of them had moved out. So we needed room for four kids, an office, a place to put our shop tools, a sawmill, a bobcat. No, backhoe. Oh. A backhoe. And now parents. So that, that was a pretty long list of things that we had to be able to get into our house. So and about two weeks later, though, we found a place, the house that we're in now. And it pretty much fit all the criteria, which is amazing and a miracle. It's got a few things we don't like, right? But it's a great house for where we're at now. But if we hadn't been willing to give up the other one, we wouldn't have found this one. We had another experience, which was more recent and very stressful. Right, Jenna? Yes. Um, we were looking for a car for Rebecca. So the rule at the Murphy house is you pay for half your first car. So we saw this little car that she was interested in. And she she's not too worried about it. She just said, you guys go check it out. And if you think it's a good deal buy it um, so we go over and meet this little girl she's not a little girl she's 20s mid 20s yeah. <laughs> she, she seemed really sweet and convincing and there was some stuff that was wrong with it but she seemed to have good explanations but i kept feeling like we shouldn't be doing this but she seemed sweet and she was a friend of a friend and we she needed somebody to help her out and buy this car uh, Keith drove it around a little and we bought it and I got in it to drive it home and I had not driven it five minutes down the road and realized this car has some major problems. So we drove straight back to this girl's house but she refused to make it right and we'd signed a contract. So we spent a lot of money fixing this car. Uh, it ended up not being Rebecca's first car. We didn't feel like that was fair to her because... Um, it had so many issues. So she's still looking and she's driving it, but looking for another one. So that's just to show sometimes we can get it right. And, but sometimes we're going to get it wrong, but we, we should have known better. The, the bells were going off. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how, what can we do when we're in a situation like this to make better choices? So suggestions on making big decisions. So first off, if you're a praying person, 
that always helps. Uh, sometimes in the moment we can forget to do that and it should really be the first step we take. And what's, what's something you could think of, Jenna? Um, to ask advice from people that you trust. Yeah. So if you know somebody, if you're buying a car, get it checked out by a mechanic. We knew that one and ignored it. Well, we had a, a friend look at it, but he wasn't really an official mechanic. But if you, whatever it is you're making a decision about, see if you can find somebody who knows that topic, that area. All right, you're going to buy a house, get it inspected. Lots of people out there buying houses right now without getting them inspected. And that may bite you in the rear. It's not worth it. Another thing, once you guys you guys get older and you're married, if you get married, both of you should agree on the decision. If one of you doesn't feel right about it, don't do it. And don't feel like if your partner feels um, like they shouldn't, don't try to convince them. That that little feeling might be something that's saving your saving you. Uh, Another one, don't be in such a rush to act on major decisions. This one can be hard, especially during times like right now. FOMO, right, is real. A lot of people are like, oh, I got to buy a house right now before, because the market keeps going up. Oh, Jenna wants me to say what FOMO is. Fear of missing out. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> a lot of people, it all often feels like I must do this right now. And sometimes that's true, but most often it's not true. Just because you don't do it right now doesn't mean you're never going to be able to do it. Just because you don't buy this car right now doesn't mean there's not going to be any other good deals out there. Don't rush into something that may stretch you too much or that you don't understand. Slow yourself down. Another thing you could do would be to make a list of the pros and cons right. if needed. Yes, I like to do that when I make a decision. If you're dating somebody, you can like... The, the pros. <laughs> what you like about him and what you don't like. Right. But does that seem wrong? It's not like you're rating a person. You're not. You're like... It's compatibility, I guess. Is, <laughs> I guess that's how you could look at it like as compatible like if you like because the cons could be something like that's like really bad like red flags yes like and you could also talk to people you trust right another 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 place where you might need to use this advice college where am i going to go to college make a pros and cons list make a pros and cons list talk to people who have been there or lived there Ask advice. Say, it's going to cost me this much if I go to this college um, as compared to a lower amount if I go to this college. Is it worth the higher amount? Ask other people. Because I know sometimes you guys don't believe your own parents. Don't, don't ask your friends for all, advice all the time. Ask. But ask other people, other adults you can trust. Consider all the different possibilities. So these are some of the suggestions I thought would be um, good for you guys if you are making a decision just if you are if you get that feeling of apprehension or like oh I don't uh, maybe I shouldn't do this just slow down take a minute think about it 
that feeling is there for a reason probably and sometimes you just need to take a little time and think it through and and don't make a decision right away if you can you know if it's if it's an item at the store and there's 20 more of them you do not have to decide right then to buy that thing or you could ask the store to hold it for you right mm-hmm. and then come back and get it later so I hope this is helpful for you in your decision making. So one of our kiddos, our oldest kiddo right now, is going through this kind of. He is his roommate got married and moved out, so now he has to find someone else. And actually, part part of what led me to do this podcast was one of the people that he interviewed about being a roommate. Uh, was a Marine who had several service animals. Um, He was way down on the list. And he said to Ashton, he said, I know you probably are not going to pick me, but I just wanted to tell you, trust your instincts. And so I'm like, that's good advice. And so like, you know, as he's going through this roommate thing, part of it is going to have to be just, you're just going to, if you get a feeling about somebody, you you probably might, don't want to be living with them. You know, you find out as much information as you can, pray about it, ask advice, and then trust your instincts. So I hope this is helpful for you to for I hope this was helpful for you today and that it will help you in your future decision making. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you've been listening to our podcast but haven't subscribed yet, just click on the subscribe button when you pull it up on the podcast player. Parents, we would love to have you join us over in our free private Facebook community. You can find it by searching for Raising Confident Teens Community. Hope you have a great week.